0: This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Three, two, one. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. A
1: concept was to put together a program for Washington, D.C., asking for funding some kind of funding towards a national program in the United States to provide water treatment devices into every home uh, in order to ensure that every home is getting safe, clean, and affordable drinking water uh, right at their tap.
0: that's shannon murphy with Aquamore llc in southern california talking about clean water for all one of the big education sessions at the wqa convention and exposition in las vegas july 28th through the 30th learn more and register at wqa.org convention and welcome to wqa radio where we bring you news and insights about the water treatment industry and promote the betterment of water quality around the world. You can find us at wqa.org, on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This is episode number 222. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Be sure to hit that subscribe button on your podcast app so you never miss a show. That's the magic of podcasting. And if you have been with us for a while, do us a favor, go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review That'll help us reach more listeners. We're publishing this on June 30th of 2021. And for our listeners in America, happy 4th of July weekend. In this episode, we talk with Shannon Murphy about the Clean Water for All program, how it is being developed into legislation in Washington, and how it all ties together with WQA's Professional Certification Program. Plus, we'll have our WQA tip now, on to my conversation with Shannon Murphy on WQA Radio. And Shannon Murphy joins us now on WQA Radio. Many of you know Shannon uh, from his time and experience with wqa shannon is vp business development and compliance with aquamore out in california temecula california which is near san diego and so shannon thank you for joining us again on wqa radio great to have you
1: of course wes good to be here thank you very much
0: we wanted to have you on the program to discuss clean water for all you've been on the task force as i understand and you're going to be one of the presenters at the upcoming wqa convention in las Vegas and. Uh, and talking about this program.
1: Thanks, Wes. Yeah, you know, first of all, I'm really looking forward to getting out to the show in Vegas this year, and quite frankly, getting out and and seeing some faces and and meeting up with people that I haven't seen in a little while, except through video conference calls. So I am looking forward to that very much. Things here in uh, Southern California, of course, they're heating up. Uh, You know, the pandemic year was an interesting year. Um, There's a lot of unique opportunities that came out of it and a lot of sort of table setting last year. Um, This year has been a growth year for the company. And we're seeing a lot of very positive traction in the water filtration market in a number of sectors from residential to food service and like commercial. So it's it's been a positive year and a half. Uh, through this COVID uh, for us and, and many of us in the water filtration industry. yeah.
0: Are you back to working at the office? Uh, have you have, Are you still working in kind of a hybrid situation or how's that been going?
1: Yeah, we're still in a hybrid situation here. Uh, at the time of this recording, California, we're still under, um, you know, mask and, and social distancing protocols. Um, things are starting to open up and ease up a little bit. Some of our individuals are still working remotely, whether that's uh, sales or engineering, different individuals, marketing might be working remote. Uh, But our manufacturing area, you know, we're still we're still dealing with all of the things that we've had to put in place uh, over this past year and a half from uh, daily multiple sanitization procedures, air purifiers. We have temperature gauges Uh, that when you walk through into our facility, just sort of does a body scan on temperature. Uh, So lockdown so that you're only going through certain doors of the facility, and we're not having guests come at this time. So there's still some of those protocols that are in place. But speaking with the number of individuals who are starting to get back onto the road and flying and and getting out into the business world, things are opening up and looking like uh, in the next couple of months here, it'll it'll get back to maybe a little more pre-COVID experience.
0: Well, let's move on to the convention. So uh, let's fast forward just for a moment to the first day of the convention, which is July 28th. And by the way, go on over to wqa.org slash convention to learn more about the convention and uh, to see schedules and updates and our COVID policy. And the trade show floor and all of that. Anyway, the first day, July 28th, we're going to have, a, a, we're calling it our power morning for dealers because it is going to be jam-packed with some pretty informative sessions. Uh, why don't you tell us, kind of set the table for us.
1: Yeah, Wednesday morning opens up with um, an ethics session talking about industry ethics and industry integrity and reviewing that. That's gonna dovetail into sort of an open discussion conversation pertaining to the clean water for all. That'll be the second session of that morning. And the clean water for all has been an initiative that Dave Loveday and the industry, WQA, a number of us, have been working on for well over a year now in terms of how do we get water filtration into each and every home so that there's there's clean water coming out of every tap across the United States. And so that was, that was the concept behind the Clean Water For All initiative. And we've been working together as a group and working with members out in D.C. in order to see if we can make this happen.
0: And then following that session, just wanted to add this, there will be a dealer section. And so some of these issues can be further discussed and fleshed out, so again, that's why it is one powerful, power morning on the first day of the convention. So we're looking forward to that. But uh, let's let's talk about this. You were on the task force, as I understand.
1: Yeah, the, still on the task force. It's an active task force that uh, currently is working together to make this happen. So, yes.
0: Okay. So tell us about the task force and how it went through the process of coming up with the recommendations and, um, and, and just, you know, more or less, where are we with what those recommendations are?
1: Yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, You know, a lot of this started, and I've mentioned this a couple other times on some of my other uh, podcasts, but WQRF came out with the final barrier cost benefit study a number of years ago. And this is a project that Kelly Reynolds did with us uh, through WQRF. And at that time, the studies show that in cases like microbiological, or for example, flint and lead in those situations, rolling out a a government funded program for home water filtration products makes financial sense. And so as we kind of noodled on that over over time, uh, a concept was to put together a program for Washington DC asking for funding some kind of funding towards a national program in the United States to provide water treatment devices into every home uh, in order to ensure that every home is getting safe, clean, and affordable drinking water uh, right at their tap. So sort of a brainchild from that was working together and putting together this package to establish where this funding would come from and and how how it would come together in terms of what products, how they're installed, how they're maintained, what kind of certifications are involved. So all of this is part of the, the write-up that was sent to D.C. to be considered for really kind of the infrastructure bills that have been going through lately.
0: And so when you speak in terms of helping consumers to have water filtration treatment uh, products in their home, my understanding then is this would be a program where consumers would be able to have the ability to claim a rebate and and be able to use that toward the purchase of uh, these products. Is that the way it's working out to be?
1: That's correct, yeah. we're There's a number of ways that this can be done and there's there's a couple of ways that the funding can be made available, whether through credits, whether through a rebate, there's a couple of different ways that we're looking at how best to make this happen. Um, but yes, it would be some sort of funding towards, say, a whole house water treatment device, maybe a large undercounter point of use, potentially a tiered system, so that maybe you, there's a, a larger amount for a point of entry rebate and a smaller amount for a point of use rebate. Um, but again, in terms of some of the details of what would be involved, and, and this is really You know, as we look over the last couple of years, as I've gone through and spoken with different individuals in Washington, D.C., whether it's been in, you know, Capitol Hill, whether it's been in Sacramento, different meetings that we've had with the EPA, especially out here in Region 9, as we're talking uh, water treatment for small communities. um, The last five years, we've seen a real engagement by our Politico in terms of drinking water. Eight years ago, we would go to DC, have our fly-ins, and it was information and, and it was pleasant, but there wasn't a lot of traction. But especially after the Flint issue that came on, and then of course, sort of the big one lately has been the Gen X and the PFOA, PFOS issues that are going on. These government individuals really know their water and they're digging in. And, and when we show up, they're actively engaged. And, and it's really gaining a lot of traction as we learn more and more about lead and how it works through our distribution system, especially for our older cities that are out there um, and how the lead piping is, is contributing to lead in certain areas. And so that really is the focus of this is how do we get the funding for it? But then also to dovetail into that, and this is why the the pre-session about ethics and integrity is so important, is these regulators, when we're speaking with them, they're basically giving money up or they're looking at, at appropriating some funding and have somebody walk into somebody's home and install a system. And so there's some culpability there about the ethics and the integrity of who those individuals are that they're allowing to go into these homes and install these systems. And who are these individuals and do they know what they're doing? And so that's kind of why we're tying together the WQA Professional Certification Program with all of this, because these regulators want to know that we've got a professional network. And we tell them, we do, we're the WQA, we've got a whole network of trained individuals that need continuing education credits um, in order to maintain their their certification, their professional certifications, and you can rely on their knowledge and their, their ethics and integrity as an industry. So all of that kind of ties together as part of this program for clean water for all.
0: Yeah, and you touched on the lead pipes, the lead water mains and so forth. And and it seems that there will be a an infrastructure bill of some kind that will pass. But the, the quick knee-jerk reaction is, oh, we've got to replace all these lines. And we've got to do it with a massive federal program. And we've got to do it, you know, tomorrow. And we're, as an industry, saying, well, you know, that'd be great. It's fantastic. But stopping short of that. And even before that, there is, there's a solution. And the solution is point of use and point of entry treatment products.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I've i had several different conversations with regulators in regards to the impact of our industry. And it's the easiest thing to drive home, which is when I'm speaking with Uh, a primacy agency across the United States about arsenic, for example. Arsenic regulation went into effect in 2006. Here we are, it's 2021. And there are thousands of small communities across the United States, if not tens of thousands, that are out of compliance with arsenic. And we could have had them all into compliance years ago with our technology. So it's a simple technology. It's effective. And all of the certifications provide your verification and validation that these are effective at removing those contaminants from the drinking water. Um, So yeah, as it pertains to lead, and another big issue in regards to lead that a lot of times people miss is when these pipes, when all of this is being replaced, during the time that these pipes and these service lines and meters are being replaced you're breaking all of the biota, the the biofilm that's in the water distribution line. And in the process of doing that, you're exposing all these pipes to the water again. And so what we see is time and time again, downstream of these areas that are getting these pipes and meters fixed, you're having a large amount of lead going down the line. And so there needs to be education to make sure every time any sort of remediation is taking place, that there needs to be a solution for those individuals downstream, whether it's a faucet mount or under or undercounter or something to allow, to make sure that those individuals are, are not drinking that water while that remediation project is going on.
0: Very well said. And, um, you know, I just want to put in another plug for convention the following day, Thursday, we'll be talking about our consumer opinion study for 2021. And that will have a lot of information about what consumers know, don't know, think about when it comes to contaminants, treatment, bottled water, and so forth. So that'll be another great session where we have a number of uh, members uh, from WQA creating a panel. It'll be a good panel discussion with representation from manufacturers and dealers. And so uh, that's going to happen on day two of convention. And if you want to find out more about clean water for all Go to the website, wqa.org slash clean water for all. There's a, a write-up there with some links, and uh, you'll get a, a good overview of it. Obviously, you can share this podcast. You can reach out to Shannon. Uh, by the way, where would somebody get a hold of you, Shannon, or how?
1: Easiest way through my email, which is murphy at aquamore.com.
0: Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, we want to make sure people are aware of this, obviously from the WQA member standpoint, but in addition, just in general, consumers as well, so that they can, you know, write that letter to their legislator or member of Congress and say, you know what, this sounds like a good idea. Why don't you get behind this? And uh, that's where advocacy comes in and comes in in the right spirit. So, Shannon, anything else we need to add?
1: No, I, I I will plug just a little bit. I'm also giving a talk at the WQA show about wildfires. You know, part of this uh, clean water for all uh, in terms of funding, uh, hopefully that can dovetail and help some of these individuals. But I'm looking forward to giving that presentation as well in terms of of wildfire issues. And quite frankly, some of the issues that a uh, uh, community faces after a wildfire are very similar to the situation that texas was just in in regards to their freeze i mean that was a a nightmare of a problem that we're still digging out of in terms of what happened in texas with the freeze there and all the water issues coming out of that area
0: so what uh, day is that session uh shannon if you know
1: i believe that's wednesday as well
0: okay awesome shannon murphy come to convention just to see shannon (laughs) <laughs> and and obviously to just say hello and and uh, and say hi and meet and meet him as well. So Shannon, thank you.
1: Yeah, thanks Wes. I appreciate
0: it. All right, Shannon Murphy with us on WQA Radio. Our WQA tip, the WQA Business Bootcamp is coming up July 27th in Las Vegas, just ahead of the start of the WQA Convention and Exposition. The great part about Bootcamp is learning from the business experts while also interacting with your colleagues who are going through many of the same challenges and issues that you are. Register for Bootcamp when you register for convention. Go on over to wqa.org bootcamp to learn more and learn more about convention, which takes place July 28th through the 30th at the Las Vegas Convention Center at wqa.org convention. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at wqa.org and of course, learn about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at wqa.org. This is Wes Bleed, so long from WQA Radio.